Hey, good evening, everyone. And this is my name is Gabriel Martinez, and welcome to Ministries of Selena Desmain concerning spiritual warfare, the cosmic war battle ready. And don't forget to go to our website, www.ministriesofselenadesmain.com, uh, where you can find get more information about our spiritual warfare teachings. And today we're going to start the part one on the study of angelic beings, the supernatural world. And it's very important that we understand about the uh, study of angels. Um, so, hey, let's begin. So now, the Bible often mentions angels. The existence and role of, of uh, these mighty servants of God uh, should be a great encouragement to uh, believers. This is no small part due to the fact that their work often involves believers, including giving uh, believers supernatural help. Note, people, that while the great majority of uh, references to angels in the Bible are God's holy angels, evil angels are also mentioned. These evil angels are commonly identified with demons discussed in the second half of this uh, chapter that, or the study that we're going to be doing. Now, in headings in this book, um, angels primarily refer to angels of God. But bear in mind that some concepts such as angels being very powerful are applicable uh, applicable to uh, all angels. Now, we're going to be studying about the uh, attributes of angels. So, angels have uh, human-like features but are very awesome in appearance, like it says in Daniel uh, 10, verses 5 through 6. And Daniel is describing a vision here. And let's read. And it says, I looked up and saw a man clothed in linen. Around his waist was a belt made of gold from Upaz. His body resembled yellow jasper, and his face had an appearance like lightning. His eyes were like blazing torches. His arms and feet had the gleam of polished bronze. His voice thundered forth like the uh, sound of large crowd. Now, this is describing an angel, the reference to the angel as a man, and the mention of his human-like features, his, like his waist, his face, his eyes, his arms, and his feet, suggests that angels have a human-like form. Angels also have wings and can fly, like it says in Isaiah 6.2. And it says, the, uh, and it says uh, describing a vision of a scene in heaven, um, seraphs, seraphs uh, stood over him. God, each one had six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And they used the re uh, remaining two to fly. The seraphs are apparently a high order of class of angelic beings. This verse illustrates that at least some kinds of angelic beings have wings. Angels are very powerful. 2 Thessalonians 1.7 He will do this when the Lord Jesus is revealed coming from heaven with his mighty angels in a blazing fire. And also in Matthew 28.2 uh, Suddenly there was a severe earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended, descending from heaven came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. Now, the accompanying, uh, accompanying, accompanying uh, earthquake appears to be uh, indicative of, of the angel's awesome power. The stone was the very large one, uh, and back in those days, they, they weighed a lot. One that had sealed the entrance to Jesus' tomb. Now, angels have great wisdom and knowledge, but their knowledge is limited. Okay? Uh, 2 Samuel 14, 20. A wise woman uh, to David, uh, my master, you are wise like an angel of God who knows everything that happens on earth. 
Mark 13, 32, Jesus speaking of the time of his return. But as for that day of hour, no one knows it. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son except the Father. Angels can communicate and interact with others. 1 Kings 19, 5-7. Then he, which was Elijah, lay down under the tree and slept. Suddenly an angel came to him and touched him. Get up and eat. The angel said, Elijah saw near his head a loaf baked over coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank. Then he went back to sleep. Later the Lord's angel came to him second time. The angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. If you don't, the journey will be too hard for you. Now, angels have a will. First uh, Peter 1.12 They, which is the prophets, were shown that they were serving not themselves but you in regard to the things now announced to you through those who proclaim the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things angels long to catch a glimpse of. Now, this clearly illustrates that angels have a will also suggesting that they have a mind and the ability to reason. Now remember, when God created us, God created us with the free will. He gave each of us a free will. The same as all his creations, he gave a free will. Now, angels have emotions, notably joy. Like it says in Job uh, 38, 6-7, God to Job. What were the earth's foundations set on? Or who put its cornerstone in place? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted with joy. Note, people, that the fact that angels have a will and emotion suggests that they are personal beings. Angels are holy. Mark 8.38, Jesus. For if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory of his Father with the holy angels. Now, the further attributes of angels, we can see that in Hebrews 1.14. All the angels are spirits who serve God and are sent to help those who will receive salvation. Angels are spiritual beings. Luke 20.36 Nor can they die anymore because they are like the angels and since they share in the resurrection are God's children. Angels are immortal. Do you believe in angels? Why or why not? Some uh, biblical passages describe angels in terms of human-like form, but the Bible also says that they are spirits, like it says in Hebrews 1.14. So, to what extent are you mindful of angels, people? Does any of uh, the teachings that I, that, I, that I give to you encourage you to be more cautious of angels? Well, angels and God. Angels are with God, surrounding him and even standing in his presence. Revelations 5.11, John is describing here a vision of a scene in heaven. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels in a circle around the throne, and as well as the living creatures and the elders. Luke 1.19, the angels answered him, which he was talking about, uh, talking to Zechariah. I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. Angels worship God and Jesus Christ. Revelation 7, 11 through 12. John is describing a vision of a scene in heaven. And all the angels stood there in a circle around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they threw themselves down with their faces to the ground before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Hebrews 1, 6, And when God brings His firstborn Son into the world, He says, Let all God's angels worship Him. Angels serve God. Psalms 103, 
verses 20 through 21. Praise the Lord, you angels of his, you powerful warriors who carry out his decrees and obey his orders. Praise the Lord, all you warriors of his, whose servants, you servants of his who carry out his desires. Now, angels carry out judgments of God. Psalm 78, 49. He, God, sent his burning anger, rage, fury, and hostility against them. He sent an army of destroying angels. Revelation 16, 1 through 4. John describing a vision. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple of declaring to the angel, uh, seven angels, excuse me, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth. Then ugly and painful sores appeared on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. Next, the second angel poured out his bowl and the sea and it turned into blood like that of a corpse and every living creature that was in the sea died then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water and they turned into blood carrying out judgments of god is the uh, prominent role of angels people in their service of god note people that the loud voice from the temple which was in first one or verse one is presumably not uh, that of god giving directions to angels okay so, angels also serve Jesus Christ. Matthew 13, 41. The Son of Man will send His angels and they will gather from, him, from His kingdom everything that causes sin as well as all lawbreakers. Let me say that again. The Son of Man will send His angels and they will gather from His kingdom everything that causes sin as well as all the lawbreakers. Matthew 26, 53. Jesus don't you think that I could call on my father to send more than 12 legions of angels to help me uh, to help me now? And I remember we're talking about legions of angels. He's talking about 12 legions. So each a legion is about about uh, about 10,000. So do the math on that. Now, what does the teachings about angels in this section show about God? These are questions that you need to ask yourself, people. What similarities and differences are there between how angels serve God and how we should serve Him? Okay, now, is there anything in this study that should impact our attributes and or actions? If so, what and why? Okay, so, angels and God's people. So, angels help and care for God's people. Hebrews 1.14, what are all the angels? They are spirits sent to serve those who are going to receive salvation. Psalms 34, 7. The Lord's angel camps around the Lord's loyal followers and delivers them. Psalms 91, 11 through 12. For he, God, will order his angels to protect you in all you do. They will lift you up into their hands so you will not slip and fall on a stone. Verses 12 uh, depicts the work of angels in protecting God's people. Remember, on our last segment, we talked about on our spiritual warfare, we got born again. Those that, that did that prayer with me got born again. So you now are encamped with God's angels. Now, examples of angels sent by God, saving God's people in Daniel 6.22. Daniel to the king of Darius. My God sent his angel and closed the lions' mouths so that they have not harmed me because I was found to be innocent before him. Nor have I done any harm to you, O king. Now, Acts 12, 11. When Peter came to himself, he said, 
Now I know for the certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from everything the Jewish people were expecting to happen. Angels give God's people messages such as instructions, like it says in Acts 10, 3, verses uh, 10, uh, chapter, uh, Acts chapter 10, verses 3 to uh, 6. About three o'clock one afternoon, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius, staring at him and becoming greatly afraid, Cornelius replied, What is it, Lord? The angel said to him, Your prayers and your acts of charity have gone up as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon, who was called Peter. This man is staying as a great guest with a man named Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. Now note, people, that the Hebrew and the Greek words for angel carry the, carry the meaning of messenger, okay? Now later on in our studies, we're going to study a little bit about a Hebrew and Greek, okay? So anyway, they also give messages about future events. Acts 27, 23 through uh, 24, here Paul is saying, For last night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve came to me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and God has graciously granted you the safety of all who are sailing with you. Revelations 22, 6. And he, an angel, said to me, These words are trustworthy and true, and the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. Note, people, angels played a role in the introduction of the Mosaic law. Acts 7.53, Stephen to the Jewish leaders, you received the law by decrees given by angels, but you did not obey it. Note that the term the Mosaic law in the above subheading refers to the law that God gave through Moses, which is referred to in this verse. Now, have you or someone you know had an experience that you think involved angels? I know I've had in the past. In what ways do you think angels help Christians today? Many ways, my brothers and sisters, in many ways. In what ways do angels act on behalf of God? Well, we studied about that. We read about that. Now, I always like to say pray, pray for persecuted Christians. I like to throw that in there. Now, further teachings about angels. Angels are very important. Galatians 4.14, Paul to the believers of Galatia. Instead, you welcome me as though I were an angel of God, as though I were Christ Jesus himself. This points out to be to the uh, great importance of angels even making something of a parallel of them with Jesus Christ. But angels are not to be worshipped. Remember that. Angels are not to be worshipped, people. Revelations 19, 9 through 10. Then the angel said to me, Write the following. Blessed are those who are invited to the banquet at the wedding celebration of the Lamb. He also said to me, These are true words of God. So I threw myself down at his feet to worship him, but he said, Do not do this. I am only a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony about Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony about Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. There, there are different kinds of ranks of angels. Isaiah 6, 1 through 2. Isaiah is describing here a vision of a scene in heaven. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood a seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. 
Note, people, earlier a seraphim or seraphs are understood to be a high-ranking order of angels. And later on in our discussion, later on in our study, we're going to be studying more about the uh, seraphims and the different orders of seraphims and cherubims of all the, what I call the high, high order of angels. Now, in 1 Thessalonians 4.16, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. There are thousands upon thousands of angels. Revelations 5.11, John describing a vision of seen in heaven. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels in the circle around the throne, as well as the living creatures and the elders. Their number was 10,000 times 10,000, thousands times thousands. Do the math on that. I can't do that. Angels reside in heaven. Matthew 24.36, but as for the day and the hour, no one knows it. Not even the angels in heaven except the Father alone. Why? Why are angels so important? Ask yourself that question. What is something in these studies that, you're, that, that I'm giving to you on angels that you either or did not even know before, gained greater insight into or needed reminding of? How does the teachings of angels in this and the, um, uh, the previous sections that we read encourage you? I know one thing. I'm glad that, that God is on my side. Now, the, the second part of this we're going to be studying about is Satan and demons. So, uh, also about our spiritual warfare. I'm going to be talking about that, about spiritual warfare. So, a lot of people, a lot of people find the existence of Satan, uh, the devil, and demons disturbing and choose to avoid the subject. <laughs> I know when I talk to uh, pastors and teachers and all that, they don't want to talk about that. They'd rather talk about the love of God, the forgiveness of God, and redemption, and all that. That's fine. That's, that's awesome. But we need to understand, too, that the devil is real, his angels are real, demons are real, and it's out there. Now, but to live the Christian life, it is vital to understand our chief opponents. Moreover, the Bible has not a lot to say about Satan or demons. Much of it is uh, what I call, in fact, encouraging to believers. So, Satan's evilness. Uh, I would also talk about Satan is uh, here. You know, Satan is evil, and he's and it is opposed to God's kingdom. Like it says in Matthew, uh, I believe in thirteen nineteen, when anyone hears the word about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one, which is Satan, comes and snatches what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. As such, Satan is opposed to Jesus Christ, people. Luke 22, 3-4. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot. He was one of the twelve disciples. So Judas went off and spoke with the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard about how he could betray Jesus to them. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. In their case, the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded the minds of the believers, unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan is deceitful. John 8.44, Jesus to the Jews. You people are from your father and the devil, and you want to do what your father desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not uphold the truth, because there is no truth in him. Whatever he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, because he is the liar and the father of lies. Those who follow Satan likewise are deceitful people. I deal with people like that all the time. 
Acts 13, 9 through 10. Paul, which is Saul, also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stared straight at him. The magician, he was talking to the magician Zalimus, and said, You who are full of deceit and all wrongdoing, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? Note, people, possible reference to Satan's original state and his fall, like it says in Ezekiel 28, 12 and 15 through 17. Son of man, sing a lament for the king of terror and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the sealer of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were blameless in your behavior from the day you were created until sin was discovered in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I defiled you and banished you from the mountain of God. The guardian cherub expelled you from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom and account of your splendor. I threw you down to the ground. I placed you before kings and they might see you. That they might see you. Now, this is either simply a laminate for the keen attire or containing highly uh, figurative uh, language or additionally also descriptive of Satan. Now, why do you think that Satan is opposed to God and Jesus Christ? What is one strategy that Satan uses to deceive people? How can we guard against being deceitful ourselves? Ask yourself those questions, people. Now, Satan's power Satan is very powerful, people. Satan is very powerful, like it says in Matthew 12, 24. But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, He does not cast out demons except by the power of Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Now, the name Beelzebub refers to Satan. The description of him as the uh, ruler of demons points to his extraordinary power. Like it says in uh, Hebrews 2.14, I believe. Now, there, uh, I believe it says in Hebrews 2.14, it says, Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he, Christ, likewise shared in their humanity, so that through death he could destroy the one who holds the power of the death, that is, the devil. This most likely refers to Satan's power to induce people to sin and so to render them subject to the penalty of death. As such, he effectively wields the power of death an aspect of his very formidable power. It is ultimate or eternal sense. However, this power has now been nullified by Jesus Christ's sacrifice and resurrection. Amen. Now, Satan has great power and authority in the world. He sure does. Luke 4, 5 through 6. Then the devil led him, Jesus, up to a high place and showed him a flash of all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, To you I will grant this whole realm and the glory that goes along with it, for it, is, it has been relinquished to me, and I can give it to anyone I wish. First John 5.19 John, we know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Satan works in and through unbelievers. Ephesians 2.2 Paul to the believers in Ephesus. Yes, in the past, you lived the way the world lives, following the ruler of evil powers that are above the earth. That same spirit, Satan, is now working in those who refuse to obey God. 1 Timothy 2.25 uh, 
through uh, 26. Perhaps God will grant them, which is the false teachers, repentance and then knowledge of truth, and they will come to their senses and escape the devil's trap where they are held captive to do his will. Now, Satan is not as powerful as God, like it says in Romans 16, 20. Paul, to the believers, says, The God of peace will quickly crush Satan under your feet. Nor is Satan as powerful as Jesus Christ. Luke 11, 14, 21 through 22. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon has gone out, the man had been mute, began to speak. And the crowds were amazed. Jesus, with a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace. His possessions are safe. But when a stranger man attacks and conquers him, he takes away the first man's armor on which the, man's, the man relied and divides up his plunder. Now, in verses 22, in verses 22, we're, we're talking about from Luke 11, 14, 21 through 22, Jesus is referring to his over, overpowering of Satan, stripping him of his power and taking what is his, a truth demonstrated by Jesus thriving out demons, in verses 14, remember, and thus releasing people from Satan's grip. And later on in our discussion, too, we're going to talk about the names and the different types of demons and the different types of possessions that, that, that um, the demons uh, do to people. Now, notes, Satan stands condemned, like it says, I believe, in John 16, 11. The ruler of this world has been condemned. Now, question. How should John's statement that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one, like we read in 1 John 5.19, John 16.11 above, influence our outlook? Why reasons, why reasons are um, there to be wary of, but, uh, of, of, of to where we ought to be frightened of Satan? Now, what can we do to help unbelievers, knowing that to some degree, at least Satan's works in and through them? So, these are powerful, powerful studies about the angelic beings and Satan and the devil. Satan schemes and fights against God's people. Remember, we're going to be studying. We are, we are studying the book. We're going to be studying about the book of Ephesians. Okay, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Satan schemes and fights against God's people in Ephesians 6, 11 through 6 and 16. Paul to the believers. Clothe yourselves with the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And in all of this, by taking up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 1 Peter 5, 8. Peter to the unbelievers. To the, uh, Peter to the believers. Be sober and alert. Your enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion, is on the prowl looking for someone to devour. Satan tempts God's people. He's very good at tempting people. He does that to me every day. 1 Thessalonians 3, 5. Paul to the believers in Thessalonica. So, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith, for fear that the tempter somehow tempted you and our toil had proven useless. Now, and Satan can lead them astray, like it says in 2 Corinthians 11.3. Paul to the Corinthian believers. But I am afraid that just as the serpent deceived Eve by his treachery, your minds may be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Paul was concerned that just as Eve, remember Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden, was deceived by Satan, the Corinthians may also be led astray by false teachers who were ultimately inspired by Satan. And remember, there's a lot of false teachings out there. That's why God says, test the spirits. 
test the spirits. We'll be talking about that too. We'll be doing a big old Bible study on 1 Corinthians. Now, Satan can afflict God's people. Very good at afflicting God's people. He's done that to me many times and he continues to do that to me. The book of Job 2.7. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and he afflicted Job with a, mal a magnet ulcer from the sole of his feet to the top of his head. Revelations 2.10. Jesus Christ through the church of Smyrna. Do not be afraid of the things you are about to suffer. The devil is about to have some of you thrown into prison so you may be tested and you will experience suffering for 10 days. Remain faithful even to the point of death and I will give you the crown that is life, uh, that is life itself. Remember, as a Christians, we're not going to have a, a, uh, a sweet, wonderful uh, journey. No. You will know that you are a true believer that you are under God's command, that you are a true Christian, when you go through persecution, people. Jesus went through the persecution, so so are we. As long as we are in this world, because that's why I love it when it says, do not be conformed, do not let the world mold you into its mold, but be unconformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus. So, but Satan can only tempt and afflict as God and Jesus Christ permit. Remember, that's what happened with Job. Remember, when the devil presented himself before God. You know, now 1 Corinthians 10 13, Paul to the believers. No temptation has overtaken you that is unusual for human beings, but God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond your strength. Instead, along with the temptation, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to endure it. Amen. Now, 2 Corinthians 12 7 through 9, Paul, so that I would not become too proud of the wonderful things that were shown to me. A painful physical problem was given to me. This problem was a messenger from Satan sent to beat me and keep me from being too proud. I begged the Lord three times to take this problem away from me. But he said to me, my grace is enough for you. When you are weak, my power is made perfect in you. So I am very happy to brag about my weaknesses. Then Christ's power can live in me, people. And that, that, that what we're talking about is the thorn that he had in his flesh. He kept begging God. He kept asking God to take it away from him. But God says, no, 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 no. He says, because when you are weak, I am strong. Now, don't get confused by that, that God is weak, that God is weak. No, we'll, we'll get back into, we'll get, we'll study a little bit more about that. But Paul's affliction apparently came from Satan, you see. Paul implies that Jesus Christ permitted it, using it to uh, both keep Paul from becoming conceited. Like it said in verse 7, and Paul, and Paul re receptive to Christ's power working in him. As such, this passage illustrates that God and Jesus Christ may permit Satan to afflict their people, but only in accordance with their purpose, or I should say their purposes. Now, Satan accuses God's people beforehand. Job 1, 8 through 11. So the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth a pure and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Is it for nothing that Job fears God? Have you not made a hedge around him and his household and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his livestock have increased in the land, but extend your hand and strike everything he has and he will no doubt curse you to your face. Now, the Greek word from which devil comes means an accuser, a slanderer, is being used of, of Satan. It points to him carrying out such active uh, activity, notably accusing and slandering and believers before God, as is in the case in this passage with Job. To what extent 
Satan is still able to accuse believers before God, if at all. Depends partly on the meaning of Revelations 12, 7 through 12. Now, what role, people, do you think Satan plays in temptations as opposed to sinful human nature? What role do you think Satan plays in bad things that happen to Christians as opposed to God's providence and chance? What can we do to counteract Satan's work against us? Demons. Let me tell you a little bit about demons. Evil spiritual forces are referred to by a number of names, including demons, evil spirits, spirits of evil angels. In order to be concise, only demons has been used in this and the following subheadings. Now, demons are evil and powerful spiritual beings, Ephesians 6, 12. Paul to believers, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the, uh, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. Now, rulers and powers are indic uh, in indic indicative of the great but limited power of demons. The last two clauses appear to together refer to the whole of the spiritual realm. Demons are aligned with Satan. Revelations 12, 7 through 9. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the, de and the dragon and his angels fought back. But the dragon was not strong enough to prevail. So there was no longer any place left in heaven for him and his angels. So that huge... So that huge dragon, the ancient serpent, the one called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, was thrown down to the earth and his angels along with him. This illustrates people that evil angels or demons are aligned with Satan. And it also says, I want you to also put down to where it says, the ancient serpent, the one called the devil and Satan, who deceives the world, the whole world, was thrown down to the earth, people, and his angels, remember, the devil and his angels along uh, along the angels along with the devil so they're here they're real demons are deceitful uh, propagating what is false like it says in 1st Timothy 4 1 through 2 now the Holy Spirit clearly says that in the later times some people will stop believing the faith they will follow spirits that lie and teachings of demons. Such teachings come from uh, the false words of liars whose concise uh, to are destroyed as if by a hot iron. So, note people that this refers to the teachings of demons as being spread by false teachers. Remember, in Revelations, they will be talking about the false, uh, the false, uh, false Christians and the Antichristos. So, demons can possess people. Yes, demons can possess people. Matthew 8, 28, when Jesus, when he, Jesus, came to the other side, to the region of the guard, uh, guardians, uh, guardians, guardians, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were extremely violent so that no one was able to pass by that way. Acts 19, 13, but some, in, uh, but some Jewish exorcists, Exorcists tried to evoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were possessed by evil spirits, saying, I sternly warn you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And demons can cause such people with uh, much harm. Like it says in Matthew 15, 22, a Canaanite woman from that area came to Jesus and cried out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter has a demon and she is suffering very much. 
Luke 9.39, a father of a demon-possessed boy. A spirit seizes him and he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsions and causes him to foam at the mouth. It hardly ever leaves him alone, torturing him severely. Now, demons both fear and have to submit to God and Jesus Christ. James 2.19, you believe that God is one. Well, good. Even the demons believe that and tremble with fear. Mark 1.25.27, but Jesus rebuked him, a demon-possessed man. Silence! Come out of him! After throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. They were all amazed so that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He even commands the unclean spirits and they obey him. Demons face eternal punishment. Matthew 25, uh, 41. Then he, Jesus Christ, will say to those on his left, Depart from me! You accursed into the eternal fire that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, ask yourself this question. Have you or someone you know of uh, had an experience that you think involved demons? I do. How does a person come to be possessed by demons? What can be done for a person who is demon-possessed? Powerful questions. Alright? Powerful, powerful questions. I've met people... I've met people that have been demon-possessed. I've met people that have been demon-possessed. You know, I've, 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 seen, uh, I've seen demons. I've seen evil spirits. Okay? So, we're going to be also talking about what to know. We're going to be talking about what you need to know about uh, God and spiritual powers. You know, God's being, the basics, God's preeminence, God's character, uh, holy characteristics, uh, loving characteristics, Jesus Christ... Uh, general, uh, the general, and then Jesus Christ as and God, uh, the Holy Spirit, general, God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, angels, Satan, and demons, angels, Satan, and demons, and then we're going to be looking at also God and the world basics, or these are all the studies we're going to be doing here uh, later on in our, in our, in our uh, study of uh, angels, uh, the study of angelic beings, the supernatural world, okay? So we're also going to be teaching about God's creation general and also God's creation of people, God's sovereignty, God's supreme authority, God's control over the world, God's word, key Old Testament covenants, the problem of sin, the law provision of Israel's sin, God's judgment basics, the manifestation of God's judgment. You know, these are very important people and God and the world and Jesus Christ we're going to be studying about. God's promised Messiah. The Messiah, uh, uh, Messiah's identity. Uh, I believe the other one is Messiah's purpose and purpose, uh, purpose and person. Jesus Christ's mission, God's um, uh, enablement of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ's ministry, death and resurrection, salvation through Jesus Christ, salvation from sin, salvation for the world, the new order, Jesus Christ and the laws of diminished role, key elements of the new uh, order. Uh, the last things, Jesus Christ's return, and the final judgment, the afterlife. Uh, we're also going to be, teach, uh, be uh, studying on God and His own people, the standing of God's people, the basics on that, also being in Jesus Christ, keys to God's interaction with His people, the basics in that, God's Holy Spirit in His people, God's transformation of His people, uh, the general on that, the spiritual attributes, God's care of His people, God's saving of His people, God's preservation of His people, God's plans for His people. Uh, we're going to also be talking about uh, the God's plans for Israel. 
and we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff, people. We're gonna be doing a, we're gonna be doing a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. So, with this in mind, I want you guys to grab hold what I just what I what we just studied today, and we're gonna we're gonna go into a lot of deep, 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 what I call diving deep into the Word of God, and I really want you guys to have a full understanding of the of the study of angelic beings the supernatural world okay and it's very important people that we as Christians that we understand our enemy then we will have a fully understanding on how to overcome Satan and his angels and I'll leave you with this Matthew 25 40 then the king will answer, I tell you the truth, anything you did for even the least of my people here, you also did for me. So, my gift to you, my service to you, is preparing you for spiritual warfare. Preparing you for spiritual warfare. So, my name is Gabriel Martinez, and I'm with... Uh, Ministries of Selena Desmaine concerning spiritual warfare, the cosmic war, battle ready. And don't forget to go to our website, www.ministriesofselenadesmaine.com. Um, again, I'm Gabriel Martinez, CEO and founder. Selena Desmaine is CEO, founder, co-founder, and president. Uh, will be with us on uh, September 10th for our new talk show, Where Truth Meets Grace. And, you know, today we study... Uh, our today, our part one study was the study of angelic beings, the supernatural world. So, join me again tomorrow, same time, same channel. Be blessed.